We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Rotobiz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Dave Cabin, joined by the. I can't even find the right adjective here. I'm going to say the illustrious Blair Andrews of, you know, uh, the wrong read fame, fa- Rotoviz fantasy report fame. It is the start sit show that we do every Thursday night. Blair admirably filling in for Curtis. Blair, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Always happy to be called illustrious. I hope to live up to that adjective on this show. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So the first thing we normally do before the uh, comments start coming in is we take a look at some of the top GLSP projections of the week, looking for some upside. And if we turn our attention toward quarterback here, what we will see is uh, if you sort on the 75th percentile, you have your typical guys in there like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. Daniel Jones, however, sneaks his way into the top six or so players here, Blair, based upon the 75th percentile. This Giants team, though, has been very hard to make sense of. If you are a fantasy manager that had other other options, is Daniel Jones even in the sphere of getting into your lineup at this point? You know, have you liked what you have seen in that game that did work out well for them? Are you scared off? Uh, He's not my first choice. (laughs) It depends so much on format, right? Yep. Um, You know... Obviously, he has some rushing upside, and he can score touchdowns on the ground almost any week. So um, there's something to be said for that in in most fantasy formats. That uh, you know, sometimes you have to live with the risk that he's just going to not do anything in order to get in order to capture some of that upside. And um, I don't know how unique that is, but uh, if you know. He does give you that. For sure. So, you know, I'll call out, too, that his GLSP, which is part of the reason why he's projected highly this week, does call for 39 rush yards and 40% of his matches scored touchdowns via rushing against opponents like Seattle uh, while also passing 
for one and a half touchdowns. So I can understand people being hesitant about starting Daniel Jones. There is, however, some historical precedent for him in this contest. If we continue along and we look for more players sneaking their way in, Anthony Richardson, uh, you'll have to monitor the health, but there definitely does seem to be upside if he were to draw the start. Jimmy Garoppolo dealing with some issues, but behind him, and Garoppolo might go, we have Sam Howell and Jordan Love. Now, Sam Howell was a player that we liked at the site uh, coming into the league, and you know some people wrote about him this summer. And Blair, check out this GLSP against Philadelphia, which is kind of surprising probably for people, but man, he looks like he's in a good spot. Yeah, it is pretty surprising. I guess... You know, against a team like Philadelphia, for one thing, we know Washington's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, we know that, uh, you know, the Eagles are going to put up points, so they're going to have to be able to keep up with that. So I think, you know, that does give Howell, um, does put him in a nice position. It's not like the Eagles' defense is very uh, easy to throw against, but um, but still... You can see why why Howell might have some upside in this in this spot. He also is a is a quarterback that, of course, you can rely on for some rushing points. Looks like GLSP gives him only eleven rushing yards in this in this matchup. But um, I don't know. I'd kind of want to take the over on that. Yeah, you know, I think that Howell uh, is one of those players that I'm going to keep going to the well on. Now, obviously, Philadelphia. Not the easiest matchup. Uh, you know, there are some notable injuries that they've had. You know, uh, one of the names that comes to mind is Avante Maddox, um, which opens up some opportunity for their players out of the slot. So you could see Curtis Samuel able to sneak in some points, which I do think is one thing worth mentioning. So we'll have to see what we get from Sam Howell. Um, I'm going to quickly scroll through here the rest of the names. Um, and we're going to see if there's any other quarterbacks that stand out. You know, the other thing too worth noting, I know they do have some injuries um, at safety and then also a couple of their linebackers too, also dealing with some issues. So maybe we get a slightly softer version of the Eagles this week. Heading back though to other quarterbacks, Jordan Love, Gardner Minshew, getting some love here from the GLSP this week. And Minshew we actually see producing a pretty nice GLSP. Indianapolis is playing the Rams. He's expected to put up around 272 pass yards. His matches averaged almost two touchdowns, Blair. And he actually had 40% of his matches go between 20 to 25. Two questions for you, Blair. How surprised have you been at what you've seen from the Colts this year? And do you think that Minshew actually could be a viable option as a streaming quarterback in one quarterback leagues? Uh, yeah, I have been pretty surprised with not only, um, well, especially I guess with Anthony Richardson's play in week one and two and how quickly they kind of relied on him to actually do things, but really this whole Colts, Offense has been kind of surprising. Um, Josh Downs coming out and having 12 targets the other day was uh, was a mild surprise, but also something that I'm looking to buy everywhere. Um, so, yeah, Minshew is pretty exciting if he ends up playing, or Richardson, too, if he ends up playing. Um, what was your second question? 
My second question <laughs> was, in a one-quarterback league, can we actually view Minshew as a possibility mm. uh, this week to get into lineups? You know, GLSP seems to like him, but, you know, given expectation that people might have had of the Colts, they might feel weird actually trotting him out there now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, if Richardson doesn't play and you're desperate, I think Minshew, you could definitely do worse than Minshew. One thing I'll say in looking at some of the the team stats for the wrong read I'm hoping to put out is that the Rams are fairly, um, you know, below average against the pass in a lot of ways. Um, rank, they rank 26th in pressure rate, 25th in success rate allowed. So this is a, a defense that... Um, Minshew could have some success against. I guess uh, it looks like we've, oh, this is great play. We've already got questions coming through. So uh, RB2 question on a zero running back build, Algier or Roshan? So what we normally like to do, Blair, is we pull up a little comparison here. I'm pretty sure my mind already knows where it's going to go, but we will take a look before we opine on this here. So you can see Algier this week actually has a decent amount of upside as 10% of his matches went for more than 20 points. Uh, Roshan, not a terrible projection, averaging 8.9, but you have Algier at 11.9. Of course, though, uh, there is definitely some significant competition for Algier, albeit in an offense that does like to run the ball. Where do you lean here? I, uh, I'm going to go with the GLSP on this as well and say Algier is the way to go. We've seen him get quite a lot of work, even with Bijan still being kind of the lead back, um, whereas Roshan's workload, I think, is a little bit more uh, uncertain. So I'd yeah. go with Algier. And I'd say even though even though it seems like Algier is kind of like the floor play because he has the workload, he's also maybe the higher upside play. Yeah, man, I think that uh, in many respects, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think the clear decision for me here would be to go with Algier. So as always, Mike, appreciate the questions. I am still loving the Al Bundy uh, pick there for your YouTube. All right, we got a question coming in from Francis. Bench one of Jaden Reed, Gus Edwards, or Drake London in half PPR. So first thing we'll do here, Blair, I'm going to pull up Reed and uh, Drake London here in the GLSP. And I guess the question would be, are we ruling out Gus Edwards altogether? Are we going to lump him in here and take a look at him after? Well, as you were looking that up, I just wanted to double check the news on Gus Edwards. It sounds like he has cleared the concussion protocol. So I guess that means he's going to play in week four. Um Sounds like Justice Hill might still, well, he returned to practice okay. today, so he might play as well. So, yeah, Ravens' backfield is kind of messy, and uh, I'm thinking I want to avoid it anyway. Um, so might just <laughs> might just bench Gus Edwards and not even have to worry about these other two, although it is hard to feel good about starting Drake London recently. Right, so here's the, here's the crazy thing, right? I wrote about both of these games last night in my passing game matchup article. Uh, Jaden Reed... Uh, actually does have a little bit of a window, but uh, the Green Bay Packers offense uh, this week is going to be hard to predict with Christian Watson coming back into the fold. Of course, you got two wide receivers ahead of him that I would say are more talented. London, though, the volume has been pretty bad, and it's hard to really trust that offense. 
So despite it being the Thursday night game, Reed being the third option, I actually think here that I would lean toward Reed. Although, as I say it, I'm almost kind of like what I need to say here is if you're just looking for some level of production, I think you go Reed. But if you are looking for more ceiling, I'd go London. I don't know how helpful that is. What do you think, Blair? Well, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, You know, Atlanta's playing Jacksonville, uh, which is a game where you'd expect they might have to throw more than usual. We saw them actually kind of push the pace a little bit last week against Detroit when they were forced to. I think Ritter had 38 pass attempts. London only had six targets in that game. But, um, you know, there's still some potential that we see see some more volume this week against Jacksonville. So um, even though it's getting really hard to trust London, I still... I still have a little, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of faith that he can, that he can uh, get some targets and maybe catch a touchdown. So I do, I do kind of like London. Everything you're saying about Reed is right, though. It's hard to hard to know, you know, with Watson back, where he's going to be in the, uh, in the pecking order. But um, he's looked really good lately. Yeah. I would have a, you know, it's, he's kind of hard to bench, honestly. So we might that might not be too helpful here. I think though, given <laughs> well, the question is bench one. So bench of one. these three, I'd bench Edwards. Okay, probably. Edwards. That's right. That's right. All right, there we go. We got that answered. All right, we're gonna pick up the pace a little bit here. Um, all right, a chain or Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, gut reaction here. What do you think? While I pull up the GLSP on these folks, man, gut reaction is based like entirely on recency bias. So from that perspective. You, how can you not play a chain? But on the other hand, you kind of expect that the commanders kind of split between Robinson and um, Gibson last week was more anomalous than than kind of a trend, and we'd see Robinson get more of the work again. But I mean, the way a chain played, they have to give him more touches. Yeah, I think I'm going A-chain here. I mean, you have to go after those points. Uh, The upside there, I think, is just so much higher than anything you could see from Robinson. And given how that team functioned last week, you know, it would stand to reason that we're seeing enough volume there for A-chain to at least be able to approximate, uh, you know, what you would normally expect from Robinson. All right. Buffalo is also one of the worst teams at giving up yards after contact. Yeah. his tackles, broken tackles. So if there's a team where A-Chain is going to break more long runs, Buffalo's a good bet. I love it. All right, another question from Mike here. Full PPR, Nico Collins or DJ Moore? This team starts field. So does the stack increase my upside or my risk? Well, I'm going to pull up uh, Collins here and DJ Moore. Blair, what do you think about that question there about the stack of having fields at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it kind of increases both upside and risk. Yep. So you, in a way, you want to play this almost with your matchup in mind. Like how many points can you expect to get from the other spots on your lineup? And do you think you have an advantage over the lineup your opponent is putting out? Um, in a vacuum, I'd probably kind of despite what the GLSP says, I'm, I would kind of lean Collins, although, I mean, seeing Tank Dell play the other day, I think he's going to just kind of be the guy there and there might not be much left for Collins. It's, uh, it's uh, tough to really trust either of these guys. 
Yeah, it certainly is. Now, GLSP here, for those of you listening to this, is pretty close. Uh, does favor uh, DJ Moore a little bit at the high end. And you do see more downside for Nico Collins as he actually has 44% of his matches going between 5 and 10 to DJ Moore having just 15% in that bucket. There are some concerning things, though, in this Chicago offense. Feels very weird, but CJ Stroud, because he's looked more like the quarterback that we thought he was going to, we're seeing Houston put up a lot of yards. I think they keep passing. I'm going with Nico here in this matchup. And that, you know, that's that's where I would uh where I would head. So um we got another one here at wide receiver coming in from John. Need one for PPR. Garrett Wilson, Jordan Addison, or Tank Dell. Who would have thought, Blair, heading into the year already, we'd be having a conversation, Garrett Wilson <laughs> or Tank Dell, and the chalkier play might be Tank Dell? Yeah, it might be. I mean, you know, obviously he looked great last week. Also, this Houston-Pittsburgh game, I think, is going to be one of the fastest-paced games of the week. Both of those teams like to play fast. There will be a lot of plays, a lot of passes. Um, so, you know... I almost hate to say it, but I'm kind of, kind of leaning Dell. I can't believe it, dude. I am too. I mean, to me, this really comes down to uh, Dell or Addison, which is such a shame because Wilson is a great receiver, but the context of that team right now is just crushing him. So Addison has a little bit of an edge in the GLSP at the tippy top end here of projections. Dell has a little bit more downside. I would say, though, that if I'm forced to make this decision here, one of the things I'm looking at is I do know that Minnesota matches up very favorably uh, in their matchup this week. If we take a look at Addison, we'll see that in this matchup with Carolina, who has just been seeding a ton of points to wide receivers, you know, 68 yards, an average for his matches, half a touchdown, you know, 50% of his matches scoring a touchdown. I would kind of err a little bit on the side of caution here and go with Addison, but I do place both of them significantly ahead of Dell. Any comments on that before we move along? Yeah, I think it's pretty close. I would agree with you that um, probably the way to rank them is Addison, Dell, and then Wilson, but I think that you could make an argument for any of the three. All right, love it. Okay, we got one in from the Dino Fontaine. Need two in PPR, Palmer, Madison, a chain. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'm assuming this is Alexander Madison, right? <laughs> and I just, I say that kind of in jest because we have not seen too much from Madison yet. Honestly, Blair, I'm not even going to pull this one up in the GLSP unless you think I need to. I'm actually rolling out here with a chain and Palmer. Any disagreement? No, I don't disagree with that. I would, I mean, you know, I'm really looking forward to Quentin Johnson week in week four. Um, so I'm not as high on Palmer as a lot of other people are, but Madison has not, has not looked great. I mean, there's a reason the Vikings acquired Cam Akers. I don't know if we'll see Akers this week or see much of him, mm -hmm. but the point is Madison, Madison doesn't seem to have it. So I think I'm with you, Palmer and A-Chain. Right. You know, there's kind of two factors there. We're not sure if he's the worst back, the best back on this offense, but the thing is, it's looking like it might not even really matter. Uh, mm -hmm. just might not be a good spot for running backs this year. Yeah. All right. Julio Villa 
Marvin Mims or Jaden Reed full PPR. This is a fun one. We haven't talked about Mims yet. We have talked about Jaden Reed. Fun to see Reed mixing into the conversation here. Of course, he will be starting fairly soon. I'm going to try to pull him up here. And of course, I'm not in wide receivers. Any thoughts? <laughs> will I struggle to pull these up Blair? Yeah, this is another tough one. Mims has looked great on the few uh, snaps he's gotten, the few routes he's run. You would expect, based on just how well he's played on those few snaps, that Denver would put him in the game more, have him on the field more, ahead of guys like Brandon Johnson and the other guy whose name I forgot. But um, he's another guy who, until we actually see that, it's kind of hard to uh, to trust that one. And Reed has looked great, but obviously there's some uncertainty with Watson coming back. Um, I'm leaning. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm leaning Reed. Oh boy. All right. I was going to say, I think I would go Mims in this spot. You know, GLSP has it fairly close. If I'm looking at the context of the offense, I feel a little bit better about Mims that said you know the overall offense I think I'm feeling better about Green Bay but I also throw in the fact that it's a short week here that's going to break mm. the tie for me on Mims it's fine Blair uh Curtis and I tend to not always line up on these <laughs> so you know maybe the two opinions makes it tricky but they can pick whose advice they like better all right Chuck LeMain a chain or Mostert seems like a chain uh, was I'm um, before the game got out of hand. Yeah. So I think he's kind of getting at it before chain. the game. Yeah. All right. I'll pull these up in the GLSP, but I think Blair, you probably have enough information in that mind of yours to uh, answer this without the GLSP. Yeah. I mean, Mostert is the starter and he played really well as well as a chain did. Um, if this is a PPR, Oh, it says later. Yeah, below he says PPR. Yep. In PPR, I might even lean A-chain because I know in the preseason they were using him in some creative ways, lined up in the slot out wide. They do that with Mostert a little too, but um, if they're going to tr- find some more creative ways to use A-chain, then I think that gives him maybe an edge in PPR. 
I mean, this is a tough one because they obviously like Mostert too. So he's going to yeah. get, he's, he's still going to get a lot of work. I think that's a good way to break the tie. Honestly, this is a coin flip. I really don't think there's any way to accurately predict that with a good amount of confidence. All right. Y'all think I keep Ayuk in or play Christian Watson? Now, Ayuk coming mm. off of injury. Christian Watson, I actually can't produce a good GLSP on at this point as he has been out of action for too long. We will quickly pull up Ayuk here. Um, we got we to gotta get this listener, uh, uh, you know, determination here pretty quickly. Ayuk projected for 7.3 targets, 4.5 wrecks, 66 yards. 60% of his matches scored a touchdown, Blair. Where are you leaning on here? Well, the only reason I'm kind of leaning Watson is because it sounds like there's still some uncertainty about whether Ayuk will play yep. on Sunday. Um, and it's it's close. You know, even if you assume Ayuk is going to play, it's still pretty close. And Watson, we know, has that crazy upside. So I think I would play Watson just to be sure you get some points, but also might lean that way anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's that's very solid advice there. And I, I would try to go ahead and take advantage of Watson when he's available here. All right. Musgrave or Dotson in the flex. Oh wow. This is a really fun one. So, you know, it's unfortunate from my standpoint here that we have to even entertain Jahan Dotson at this point, you know, against a rookie tight end, but uh it is what it is. So Dotson uh, does have significantly more upside when you run things through the GLSP here um, in this matchup for Green Bay. I don't know how much I really like Musgrave of, you know, outplaying what you might expect from a tight end uh, in a typical week where they're largely dependent on touchdowns. I know Dotson has not been performing too strongly at this point. GLSP did like Sam Howell does like Dotson to some degree. I think I'm going to go with Dotson here over Musgrave. Any disagreement, Blair? No, I'd agree. I think unless you're in a tight end premium league, then you could probably make a stronger case for Musgrave. But I think there's also a chance that he loses some targets because Watson's coming back. All right. All right, quick help. Need one. It's half PPR. Watson, Godwin, or Hopkins? I, mm. I know where I'm going there, I believe. Uh, I think I'm going Watson. All right, you're going on that one. Watson. Yeah, I am too. So you know what? In the interest of time, we'll move on. All right, thoughts on Anthony Richardson this week? Would you start him over Genie, Purdy, and Howell? Um, start him over Gino, Purdy, and Howell. Let's, right, let's see. take Purdy a quick plays look here. Arizona. Gino against the Giants. Howell against Philadelphia. I mean, the GLSP does like Howell this week and hard, hard to click his name after what he did last week, but um, you know, he'll have to throw a lot against Philadelphia. I don't, I, I, uh, I got to compose myself here to think about this one for a second. <laughs> I think it, I mean, it obviously depends if Richardson is going to play, right? Yeah, I think that if you if you know Richardson's going to play, there's not much question about the health. I actually would trot him out there. If mm -hmm. not, uh, I am probably actually going to say that I'm going. Um, well, you got Ayuk coming back. I actually think I'm probably going to say here that uh, I go Brock Purdy, but not a whole you know lot of conviction there. Yeah. I like that call. 
All right, moving along. Uh, Mims, Warren, or Brian Robinson. Let's take a quick look at the two running backs here. So you got Jalen Warren uh, and Brian Robinson. This would actually come up fairly close between them. GLSP favors Jalen Warren a little bit. I think I personally would favor Robinson. So it's really a Mims or Robinson question right here. I think for me, player, I actually lean in the favor of Robinson in uh, the matchup here between actually it's with Philadelphia, which does give me a little bit of pause. So I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to trace back my steps here and uh, (laughs) actually say that I think I would go Mims. Where are you? Yeah, I really want to say Mims. Uh, And I think I did pick Reed over him uh, last time. Um, You know, Warren actually has a pretty good matchup against the Texans. They're a team that does allow a lot of rushing production, um, a lot of production to running backs. So I don't hate Warren. Between Mims and Warren and, you know, as much as I love Mims, the Denver Broncos don't seem to love him. Well, that that, so. that, that is true. All right. <laughs> Pressing along here. Uh, Watson, Collins, or Lockett in half PPR. One thing we do need to hear is take a very quick look at Tyler Lockett in the GLSP. As we've noted, you have him opposing the Giants this week. GLSP really likes him, an average of 18.2. I think that's enough to convince me that Lockett's probably the direction I would go here. Um, Yeah, I like that call. I think I'd probably have Watson over Lockett, but it's very close, and Collins isn't in the mix for me. Okay, fair enough. All right, would you start Josh Reynolds over Algier or Brees Hall? Right now, I have both <laughs> running backs in the flex. I'll let you take this one, Blair. Uh, I still think Brees Hall is a good play, even with Zach Wilson at quarterback. I still I yep. still would keep him in the lineup. And I wouldn't start uh, Reynolds over Algier, I don't think. All right, Kyron yep. or Montgomery? Um, I'll quickly pull this up while you mention it. So one thing that's interesting about the GLSP is that it did have... Uh, Cam Akers ranked pretty high, and obviously it thinks he's still on the Rams. But if you think about Akers, or if you think about if you just replace Akers' name with Kyron Williams, then he gets one of the best uh, projections at running back this week. So um, I'm going Kyron. Yeah, I would as well. All right, uh, all right. Do I start Romeo Dobbs or George Pickens? Of course, you know. Uh, Deontay Johnson's still out, which factors mm-hmm. into this, I think, Blair. Yeah. I think Eileen Pickens here. Um, I think that Watson's return could be worse news for Dobbs than it is for Jaden Reed. Uh, we'll have to see, but Eileen Pickens. Yeah, I think I'd go Pickens here as well. All right, we got one interesting question here uh, about a trade that I will come back to. Um, Miles or Alvin Kamara in PPR. I Mm. think off the top of my head, and we're going to have trouble producing a good GLSP for Kamara at this point. I think I would go Kamara. Um, let's see. Saints, Tampa Bay at home. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm probably leaning miles there but it's close all right i guess for the sake of being thorough here let me quickly pull 
him up. And we're talking about Miles Sanders here, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's what I assumed. All right, good. So uh, <laughs> PPR average 10.8. Uh, he gets... 22% of his matches between 10 to 15, 34% in 5 to 10, does end up getting 24% beyond 15. Um, so a little bit split there. Uh, does look like Miles Sanders. Yes, it is Miles Sanders. All right. Uh, would you start Gibbs or Ramondre? This is a fun one, Blair. I have mm. liked what I've seen out of Gibbs and the way his season has started progressing forward. Uh, you know, Stevenson, I was never really on this year. Um, off the top of my head, I think that I'm probably going to say you go with the rookie here. Uh, let's see what the GLSP thinks. It actually has Ramondre Stevenson favored by a fair margin here in New England's game with the Cowboys. Uh, and that might be enough to convince me here that perhaps I should change my tune here and go with Ramondre. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, having uh, Montgomery back does take away some carries from uh, Gibbs. Hopefully, those will be replaced with more targets than he had last week. So you could still have a lot of that upside. But I think this is another close one. I mean, I, I also love what I've seen from Gibbs, but I think I'm leaning Ramondre. Yeah, me too. All right, good one there. Uh, Tila or Garoppolo or Purdy. I have Debo, but hard to know if he'll play. I'm going to very quickly pull this up. Uh, so you have the Jaguars playing against the Falcons. This is actually the London game. In this contest, matches for Trevor Lawrence, 38% landing between 15 to 20. Garoppolo, there's injury concerns. So I think it's really Trevor Lawrence here or Brock Purdy. I'll drop in Lawrence. GLSP does favor Lawrence by a little bit. Blair, do you go Lawrence or Purdy? Uh, I would go Lawrence. All right, me too. All right, uh, who should I start bench? Yeah, all right, who should I start bench? Uh, start bench cut. Uh, like I'm a- not sure if cut is a player here. T-Law, Love, or Stroud. <laughs> Who to start here? Uh, I think I'd start. start one, bench one, and cut one. Okay. <laughs> I'd, oh, God, I don't like this question. Um, I think I, I start Lawrence here. I bench Stroud and cut Love. Yeah, okay. that's what I would. That's yep. exactly what I was All thinking. Right. Javante, Christian Watson, or A-Chain? I say A-Chain. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, that's a close one between Watson and A-Chain for me. But, I mean... I think you got to just ride, ride a chain. Well, yeah, well, he's hot. All right. We got a couple minutes left here. We will come to the trade question. Uh, Burrow or Jordan love. Um, I'm saying Jordan love, although actually this is a really good matchup for the Bengals this week. Let me quickly pull this up Blair. Yeah. Uh, because I did note in an article last night, if there was a week that the Bengals are going to get things right, it should probably be this one. But it's, you know, hard to know what happens. Yeah, and that injury is concerning. I still say, uh, I'm changing. I'm saying I I, I go borrow here. If it looks like things aren't going to work out, you could always cut love at at, at another quarterback. Yeah, I would also go borrow. The Titans defense is pretty pathetic. Yep. All right. Anybody out there? Good get right spot. 
Sorry to cut you off there, Blair. If I if we did not get to your question and it's a starter sit here, pop it back in the chat just so we can see it again. Um, is me giving up Puka and Kyron for Kenneth good? Uh, I would say no. Is this Kenneth Walker? I'm I assuming. Assume? Yeah. Yeah. At first I thought Gainwell. Because I, I think like, Kyron honestly <laughs> can approximate what you're going to get from Walker to some extent. And then I think at this point, you know, Puka is a pretty nice player to have on your roster. So that's how I would break that down. Yeah, Puka is legit. Yep. I would not do this trade. Yep. Uh, so the K, that's correct. You don't see Christian Watson in there because he has been out of action for too long that we can't generate a meaningful uh, GLSP. So he'll be in there next week after this week. We can't uh, we can't get him in there this week because the model does not have the information it needs. Yeah, and Chris noted it was Walker there, yeah. Blair. All right. So um, I think then if there are no other questions... I'm going to thank Blair very much for filling in for Curtis. I think you did a fantastic job there, Blair. Apologies for some technical difficulties getting the stream going. Normally, Curtis does that, but uh, I eventually figured it out. <laughs> uh, Zach Moss or Mostert? Mostert. Mostert. Okay, good. That was a nice, easy one. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. All right, we're waiting. Watson or Godwin? Let me quickly half PPR. Up half PPR. All right, Blair. Watson, I say. But let's say Watson. Let's just take a but quick let's just look. See. So this will be the last one we get to. Oh, right, and we can't do Watson. So oh, it's yeah, Chris Godwin right. at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'd go well, Watson as well. I mean, yeah, if Godwin's not even that much better than Marvin Mims, then I think you got to go Watson. <laughs> and we definitely see that, uh, you know, Mayfield seems to be having a much stronger connection with Evans. So I mm. would go with Christian Watson. All right, everybody, bringing us to 814. We're going to close things down here. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Please return next week. Thank you very much, Blair. Uh, does half PPR affect Sanders, Kamara? Nah, not, not in my not, opinion. Not really. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right, everybody, good luck this week, and we will talk with you later. Chris, you're killing me here. Kyron for Kamara, no. No, keep Kyron. All right. Blair, <laughs> I know you got to go. He said, wait, I'm going to wait one second. When it hits 8.15, though, we got to sign off. We're waiting. Quick, quick, <laughs> quick. It's a long name. Yeah, that is. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. What do we have? All right. Well, 8.15 has hit. Uh, Chris, if you shoot me the question on Twitter, I will answer. <laughs> Go. All right. Thanks, Go. man. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. We will talk with you later.